Here at Visit with Spirit, we are not out to prove or disprove anything. We are not asking anyone to believe or not believe. We are asking that you, the listener, are compassionate to what our guests have experienced, whether or not you believe, that you respect their journey as we help them on their path of healing. Welcome to Visit with Spirit. We're here to listen to stories from those who have had a paranormal experience, as well as to help them process, understand, and feel good about it. Hello, souls and spirits. Welcome back to Visit with Spirit. I'm your host, Lisa. And I'm your host, JD. And today we're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about antiquing today. Uh, There's a lot of instances where people have found energy attached to old items. Uh, What better place to find old items than antique shops. Have you ever had any experiences in an antique shop that kind of stood out to you or any objects that you found that you were attracted to? So I, yes and no. Um, Personally, I don't buy a lot of antiques for that reason. Um, However, I've been in antique shops. I, once I kind of discovered that I'm a medium, I learned really fast that any older building, um, museum, antique store, I have to keep a little bit of distance or I have to shield myself really well and close off. If you are a medium and you are just starting in this world, it is very tempting to go into these places and like test your metal, see what you can pick up, mm-hmm. but it can also be wildly overwhelming. It, it can yes. be very difficult. Um, so thrifting, antiquing, um, even inheriting items, it's a good idea to do a cleanse. Um, not, and if you inherit items, I wouldn't, you don't, you're not necessarily cleansing from your loved ones, but you don't know what attachments they had um, and, and what was around them. But I once was, I have a family member who is a skeptic who likes to antique and I happened to be visiting them and they said, you know, I'm getting some weird vibes off of an object. And it was in this big room full of objects. I'm like, okay, you need to narrow down because I could pick something up on just about anything down here. I'm like, narrow it down. So I went in another room and they put the um they put a bunch of items into a box so at least it was contained and my like my energy could then focus on what was in the box and the item that i pulled uh was the item that they that they were getting weird vibes off of wow and yes that 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 kind of impressed them Mm -hmm. (laughs) um as far as I could tell, it was a light used in potentially in mining situations, which would explain a lot because, you know, very oftentimes there, there are accidents, mm-hmm. um, you know, or you're you know, delving into some very ancient places in the planet. Yep. So, you know, it, 
I, I couldn't pick up any particular spirit attachment, um, but I definitely could pick up the energy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a practice called psychometry. And for those who do this, you will understand what I'm saying, but every energy has and holds, uh, every object has and holds energy. So even things that you use every day can pick up energy as you're walking. You know, we, we talk a lot about spiritual um, hygiene on this podcast, how you have to clear any objects. Like if you're an investigator, you have to clear, but even things like jewelry, metals and gemstones hold on to energy like crazy. Um, and they will tell your secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had people, <laughs> I've had people hand me objects and I can pick up all sorts of things on them. I don't actually enjoy doing psychometry because it can be too overwhelming for me, um, which again is why I kind of steer away from antiques. I love them. They're beautiful. I I only have one or two antiques actually in my home mm-hmm. for this very reason. How about you? What experiences have you had? So it's interesting that you bring up psychometry and that those places make you feel a little uncomfortable. I'm in the other direction. I actually enjoy psychometry and I enjoy mm. antiquing. Um, even when I go to a location that could be haunted, if I'm wearing sneakers, rubbers and insulators, so I, I can't really tell. I'm not connected, if that makes sense, with my feet. So I do touch the walls sometimes and I can tell you about the location. I can pick up an object and tell you about it. Um, so for me, antiquing is fun because I can feel all these energies without without connecting with them. Like I can just kind of go in and enjoy it. It's almost like this energetic museum for me. So I like looking yes. around and feeling that different stuff. There has been times though where I remember a particular instance, I walked by an object and I didn't notice it. But what I did notice was I got this wave of anxiety on that side. And I instantly knew that even though that object wasn't old, it was used ceremoniously. And that caused me to kind of stop and look at it. I was like, I don't like that thing. And, you know, my family's like, what do you mean? I'm like, no. Like, and it wasn't particularly old, but it just felt off. Yeah. So there's been times like that. I think a funny story that I had was more remote viewing. I was going through a difficult time. Something told me to go to an antique store. There was a particular one that I was guided to, and there was a message there for me. Go see, go find that message. And it showed me the back corner of this store. So I wandered around, and, you know, I, I didn't quite find it the first time. And I was going to leave, and something told me, no, go look again. And so I went to go look for it. And I can't even remember what it said, but it was a novelty ashtray from, like, the 50s or 60s. And it... It was almost a novelty, like that picture of the cat hanging from a branch and it says, hang in there, baby, you know. Oh, yes. And it was something like that. And I thought, that's the dumbest thing. I Like, I was almost resentful at my guides for showing me that, but it was a message I needed, but it was silly because it yes. was this novelty ashtray. I didn't buy it. I didn't even take a picture of it. I walked out. I was like, fine. I heard you. I know it. Like, I was waiting for this, like, amazing piece of insight. And all I got was just this little, like silly encouragement but it was what i needed and (laughs) so but again i yeah i love antique stores because like i said it's like this energetic museum for me so i have i have fun there i like it i think i think my issue is because i am such an empath i will physically feel 
things that people went through. I will say my my worst experience was in a museum. This was probably about six months into my journey training professionally in this. For those who don't know, like you have, we all have natural um, abilities. Some of us are born wide open and people, and they will get information by the loads from birth. I, when I started young, was receiving all sorts of information, didn't really know what to do with it, sometimes was scared, and went through a long phase of having it closed off. So I had to learn how to open it. So I was training, and um, one of the people I was training with, we decided to go into New York, and which, for the record, not my favorite city. Not because it's not a beautiful city, but just energetically, it is so overwhelming to me. I... I have to wear, I have to listen to meditations going in. I like, if I'm on the train, I will have a meditation track going Mm -hmm. because I'm picking up just wild amounts of energy, which some people thrive on. I, for me, the less is better. Yeah. See, I totally, you put me in Manhattan. I am so happy. (laughs) See, and, and that, and you know, we're opposites on the Zodiac side. So that's not, that's not surprising. That's right. Yeah. Um, however, as a water sign, I'm surprised like that it's not overwhelming for you. Um, and I'm an earth sign. Like you'd think like it would be opposite that I'd be like, yeah, chill it on my way in. Very grounded, very set. No, I get in there and it like overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Now add to this, that new medium energy of like, oh, there's energy everywhere. Get above it. So we went into... <laughs> the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Mm-hmm. And they have huge amount of historic sections. Now, the section I loved was from the ancient antiquity. So mm-hmm. they have a whole room just full of like ancient, like five, two, five, 10,000 year old items. Mm-hmm. I'm in on that because the energy by that point has faded. Now, there are some comedians and some skeptics out there who say, yeah, why Why are they always Victorian ghosts? Why do you never see? No, that's not true. You actually do see and hear from spirits from all walks of life. Like I, I heard a comedian, I forget who it was, talk about you never have a trailer park ghost. Well, no, that's actually not true. But the people there just may not be either sensitive to it or they're just not necessarily bringing it to TV media that you're hearing about it. Mm-hmm. But spirits for the record, they're everywhere, everywhere. They, and if you're looking, you will find them. So anyway, we were open, we were looking and mediums will enhance each other's energy when you're around each other. That's why I love working with other mediums. And we weren't there to work. We were just there to have fun, to look around and the unexpected side effect of being there with another medium was like, oh, we're picking up on energy. So we walk in that first room. It was beautiful. Like the fingerprints um, like of the artisans, like from thousands of years ago. I love that. Then, then we get into the recreated rooms. So if you've never been to the Metropolitan Museum of Art listeners, there is or was, I mean, this was you know over 10 years ago, sections where they recreated rooms from different periods in in history. As we're walking down that hallway, all of a sudden I start feeling like a pain in my chest, like severe squeezing pain. And I realize that 
Like, I'm pretty sure somebody had a heart attack in that area. And there's no way to confirm. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go up to the staff and be like, yo, did you have somebody have a heart attack? No. Because, <laughs> again, I wasn't there to, like, record my findings. <laughs> I wasn't looking for evidence. But I'm there like, oh, this hurts. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, and, you know, eventually it passed. We move on. It's okay. But it was like, it, it just dawned on me. And for me, once I hit the nail on the head, it's like that pain, that physical pain will release. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like, they want to make themselves known. Once you acknowledge them, they're, they're good. Like they move on. So that was one moment, but then we get to the rooms finally. And it looks like I want, I feel like it was either in the 16 or 1700s. And what happens is they'll take different pieces from different locations and kind of combine them into the room. Kind of like we went to the garrison house. Mm-hmm. You know how they had different pieces from different eras. They weren't all authentic to the house itself, uh, but rather were different pieces throughout the history of that area. Yep. So same thing for these rooms. All of a sudden in one of those rooms, I had to, we, you weren't able to go in, you just look. I had to walk away because I could see blood on the walls. There had been either an attack or a massacre or something violent happened in that house. I was like, Mm -hmm. nope, I'm out now. The other medium, she did not pick up on that, but she was also having the time of her life picking up. Like she was hearing all sorts of things from everywhere. It was like, Mm -hmm. at that point, I, I shut down. I closed my chakras. I'm like, Nope, I'm not picking up on anything else today so I can enjoy the rest of this visit. Um, But yeah, that was probably my strongest reaction to being around antiques or antiquity. So yes, beware of the museums. They're great, but close your chakras down. Um, give, give Give yourself a rest. If you're there just to enjoy, close your chakras down. And by the way, some of you are listening. No, I, I don't want to close my chakras. It's not what you think. You're not stopping your chakras from receiving all information. Mm-hmm. Then give it like a flower. You're just closing them to rest. Flowers are still getting nutrients from the soil. They're still connected to, you know, to the energy around them, but they close to rest. They don't want to be pollinated. They don't want any bees buzzing around in there. <laughs> They're like, no, I'm closing for business because it's nighttime. Mm-hmm. So you can do the same thing. Um, if you go into a relative's house that is full of antiques and you're overwhelmed, next time you go, take a moment, close your chakras down before you go in. Mm-hmm. This way you can enjoy your visit and not be overwhelmed with energy. So that's my story and a little bit of advice. Um, any other experiences you've had either in public places, private, or anything you bought that had any energy on it? You know, I actually, there's been a few pieces that I've, I've looked for and I've found and I really wanted. And I was like, this is great. But I actually cleanse the item when I get home to make sure I remove that energy. So I know for a lot of us, we, we cleanse things. We think water. You know, clearly if you buy, you know, an antique mirror, you're not going to put it in the bathtub to clean it off in a salt rinse. So what I use is incense and I'll light a stick of incense and I will move it around the object, kind of like the object has its own aura. Yes. And I have the intention of cleaning the space around that item, disconnecting any energies that might still be associated with it. Um, I've never had a problem. Um, I don't bring in a whole lot 
Um, there are a few pieces that I've I've liked and I've, I've brought in. I had a a mirror from the 1800s I brought in, and mirrors are usually, you know, really heavy duty because yes. it reflects energy, it absorbs energy. Um, a, a lot of times in the 1800s when they were learning about spiritualism, they were using mirrors for scrying devices. So, you know, I don't know what I'm bringing home with this mirror, but I just did the, the incense around it. Sometimes you can just sprinkle a little bit of salt around it. Um, cleans right up energetically. You can also um, send it Reiki too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And even selenite, you can use selenite yes. as like a, a magic eraser. That stuff is, that's such a great crystal to have on hand for things like that. Well, I have on, um, in front of my computer, I keep a bunch of crystals, almost like an altar to keep my um, digital space clear. I have two sticks of selenite, two pieces of black tourmaline, which um, I, I've probably mentioned it on this podcast before, but it always is worth mentioning again. Powerhouse cleansing combo, selenite and black tourmaline. Selenite you can put anywhere on your body. Black tourmaline absorbs negative energy from other sources, not your own. So you don't want to put it um, above the solar plexus or the waist. Keep it like pockets or below. But on my desk, they're actually the stone that's furthest from me. When I had an office space for doing this work, I always had some big chunks of black tourmaline when I do fairs, when I go to locations. I usually have a piece of black tourmaline there um, so that as I'm working with somebody, uh, I am not absorbing their negative energy. Mm -hmm. um, and this is something you can have in your office space. If you're working in a toxic office, because my friends, it is not just items that you bring into your own home. When you're working in a public space, an open space, people are carrying, wearing antiques. They are old purses, jewelry, inherited watches, mm -hmm. um, the chair that's super comfortable that they brought from their Nana's house to work in the office. Like, you don't know what people are bringing in. Or if you work in an old building, a lot of mills, especially in the New England area, yeah. have been turned into homes or office space. And I hate to say it, but those mills are a walking antique, or not a walking, um, <laughs> but a giant antique filled with um, oftentimes a lot of trauma because mm -hmm. uh, mills notorious for deaths, accidents of kids, women, um, adults, fires. Um, you and I have picked up on more than one fire in, you know, in the area that we grew up in. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yep. And all of that trauma is like a, a it stays like a fingerprint in the building, in the area, in the objects. Um, if somebody builds a house with reclaimed wood, oh, there's a yeah. lot. There's actually a lot of, um, in the New England area, there are a lot of reclaimed stones to build foundations or yes. walkways, which were actually gravestones. That's happened before where you, you know, you might see a, a walkway with flagstones and you flip it over and there's engraving on the other side. That's yeah, that's been a thing in New England. I've heard oh. I've heard tales of that before too. So yeah, I've I mean, never heard of that. You just blew yes. my mind. Yeah, up here, you know, you didn't the resources you had were the resources you had and you reuse stuff and yeah. Yeah. We live in an interesting wow. area. <laughs> wow. 
Mm. Oh, I'm not happy with that, but okay. Because uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of the stone wall. Yeah, a lot of them were the, if you look at old graves, they used to have the headstone, but they also had footstones. And it's very difficult to find the footstones. Number one, because they were a little bit smaller, but number two, they were likely reclaimed and used someplace else. Why would people do that? <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. Oh, people. Right? Oh, Leave it alone. Why? Find a rock somewhere else in the woods. There's rocks There's everywhere. There's so many rocks. Why are you going to steal a footstone or headstone? Oh. Mm -hmm. Sorry, friends. I know I just got loud there, but uh, my mind, <laughs> you you all witnessed sound the sound of my mind being blown and then very disturbed. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, note to self when buying stones, make sure there's no names on the back. Mm -hmm. um, but same thing with jewelry. People love vintage jewelry. You know, cleanse it, cleanse it, cleanse it. Uh, you can use a selenite. You can, you know, I, I had a deck of cards that was bought for me, but I, I was with them. I chose it out. Um, I chose it, but from an ex. Mm -hmm. And it was a, it was wildly toxic relationship. Didn't stay in it that long. I actually returned this beautiful necklace they gave me. I was kind of bummed about that, but the energy was so bad. Just, I sent it back, but the deck of cards, like I chose it. So it's not like they chose it for me and then gifted it. We were shopping together. They're like, oh, let me get it for you. I left that sucker in the trunk of my car for like two years Mm. I use it now and I use it often, but at the time it was like, mm -mm, I'm not touching. And every time I looked at it, I kept remembering him. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's not what I want to bring into a reading. Yep. So at some point I stopped, you know, I stopped thinking about him and I'm like, okay, that, you know, and once you no longer have that mental or emotional attachment, that's when you can pick the object. But I had a huge log I probably still do somewhere in the bottom there of selenite. Mm -hmm. And so it had been sitting on the selenite and a bunch of other spiritual objects in there for just years before I would um, feel comfortable enough to use it in a reading, whether it was on myself or somebody else. It's funny this past week. So Jay and I are part of a local service club and there was some discussion about fundraisers, things like that. And we talked about a jewelry table and people could donate jewelry. And I remember when that conversation came up, I almost panicked. I was like, no, why would anyone wear someone else's jewelry? And like, what? Oh, you know, but I forget that for some people, yeah, that's a great find. But for me, I, yeah, you know, there's something about, I think because it's so close to a person. I, so I think going back, I like antiques if it's an object that sat somewhere but if it's something yes. that was on somebody's person that's not something yeah jewelry is so personal that that's one that's an antique i won't go near uh, now see i don't mind i've been gifted some pieces of antique jewelry um just because i know i can cleanse it i know i have the ability mm -hmm. like i will not wear it until it's been cleansed and frankly there's so much selenite in my entire house like by the time something enters my home it is probably passed by or near at least four pieces of selenite before I'm even like, I don't even have to consciously put, I have selenite in my living room. I have selenite in the 
front of my bedroom by my desk. Mm-hmm. It's like literally we've got a we've got a selenite force field happening in this house. Yeah, I actually have a grid in my backyard. I've thrown pieces into the woods and created like an actual like selenite grid around the house outside. <laughs> yeah, so I totally get. So like I said, it's like magic eraser. It actually it's a crystal that cleanses itself. Yes. So yeah, that's so it's very such a great piece to have. Kyanite also does that, um, which I found out later. Kyanite oh. is self-cleansing. Um, and kyanite is good for the throat chakra. If you can't tell, we are big fans of working with crystals. I, You know what? I know people who will reiki their groceries before putting them away. I never thought of that. Huh. Um, and, and praying over your food is a form of reiki. It's a mm-hmm. form of cleansing the energy. Um, there are people who, you know, when, when you say a, a blessing over the food mm-hmm. or, you know, you Reiki the food, that is, that is another way of clearing energy before you are taking it into your being. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, the, we, we take for granted that energy is only on people mm-hmm. or animals and, you know, even people who are not super spiritual, we'll talk about like, oh yeah, they had a weird vibe, mm-hmm. you know? So they pick up energy on people, but we forget that every object in your home, it can be a piece of paper, plastic pen. It has your energy and your energy imprint on it or the energy of people around it. If you gift something that has been in your possession for a while, give it a little cleanse before you, before you send it on. You know, if you take something that has been donated to you or gifted to you, cleanse it. There's a lot of, um, I don't know if you've heard this, Lisa, but with cards, there's a lot of superstitions about, oh, you cannot buy your own deck of cards or, or you, or you can't gift it. You only have to buy it. Like it's contradicting. Yeah. Yeah. Which here's my rule of thumb. I don't know about you, Lisa, you can share yours, but my rule of thumb with cards or spiritual objects is it doesn't matter if it's gifted to you. If it was somebody else's, if you bought it fresh off the shelf, you need to cleanse it because even if you buy it straight from the store, about a thousand people have touched it or looked at it or had their energy on it before you got it. Mm -hmm. Whether it was the person putting it on the truck, the person who manufactured it, probably somewhere in China, let's face it. Um, (laughs) If it was a handmade object from like Etsy cleanse it so it doesn't matter if you buy it for yourself if somebody gifts it to you cleanse it cleanse it cleanse it because they all have energy attached to it and if you're going to work with a spiritual tool you want it to have your energy yeah i like that you brought up handmade objects i've actually had that happen where i bought it's brand new it's it's handmade isn't that great and it was it was a piece of jewelry it was a necklace and I knew instantly that when that person made that piece, they were in the worst mood. Like I felt it. I was like, this piece feels angry. Like, I don't know what hard day they were having when they put this together. But yeah, I I felt that on there. Um, I will say the decks that have resonated with the most were ones that I bought offline. I resonated with the deck itself, but someone else chose that deck for me. So there's a little bit of both of me choosing it, but someone else picking it off the shelf. Yes. Um, I do cleanse those. Uh, absolutely. Um, even after I've used them for myself, any question, you know, so it's one of those things where you constantly have to cleanse it even when you're using it because you don't want the, 
the energy from the last reading to kind of leak into the next one. If it's meant to, that energy will come back if they're tied yes. together. But you do want to, yeah, in between, just again, you know, the cleansing of objects can be easy with just a stick of incense. You don't have to do a whole full, no. you know, full ceremony, put it on the window during a full moon and get everything. You can just run a little stick of incense around it with the intention of that energy going up with the smoke and just going back out into the universe and and life is good i have rarely if ever used the full moon technique um for those who don't know there's a method of cleansing where you leave it in you know out on the windowsill or outside first i don't like leaving my things outside i don't live in a private area um so that's just silly that's asking <laughs> for trouble but you leave it somewhere where it's exposed to the light of the full moon for some people say 24 hours for a month like who has patience for that i'll leave it on on a piece of selenite or i'll put a piece of selenite on the object for 24 hours i'm good to go yep. i don't want to wait three days or the full cycle of the moon or a week. no 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 <laughs> like i'm an instant i'm an instant kind of person instant gratification man it's a fast-paced world yeah same thing with cards it's like I will, another method of cleansing cards, I know this is not a card class, but another method is you knock on it three times and then you just send it a little energy. The knock scatters the energy. So it like breaks mm. it up. Yep. Um, I learned that I'm not taking credit for it. I learned it from somebody that's, that's a technique that was passed on to me from somebody else. And I think they heard it from a teacher who is now no longer in the business, very sadly. Um, some of you may know immediately who I'm talking about. They were a prolific author and they did a 180 on career. I will leave that up to you guys to figure out if you don't know. But yeah, so I like those two techniques as well. Um, cards or books are the only thing I use that on because um, you can't really knock on jewelry so well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you, I guess if you like bought a table or um, a hard object from a antique store, you could do the knocking method there too. Yeah, it's a great idea. Um, but it's not, you do a triple knock and then, and then you, I kind of open my hand over it and I send Reiki energy through. Mm -hmm. So I break the energy and then I send new energy. Mm-hmm. And folks, if you don't, if you haven't studied Reiki, I mean, just the intention of cleansing that energy yes. is really just as good. So you don't have to, you don't have to know Reiki. You just have to know, you know, to just have the intention of of clearing the, the negative energy and, and allowing good energy to come in. And the trick is always, whenever you are sending energy, you never take in energy. The only thing you're doing is you are a funnel for divine energy. So I see it coming in my crown, out my hand. It's like a one-way valve. You're not yes. you're not taking on, you're not removing the energy. You are allowing divine energy to cleanse. Yes. So never, never take on. And I know healers who think they're doing Reiki, but they've not been properly trained and they end up taking on all sorts of illnesses and issues because they're, oh, I'm healing. No, you are not the healer. You are the vessel through which the healing flows. Energy can't be, you can't get rid of it. You can only change it. You can transmute it. So again, to clarify, yes. you can't get rid of negative energy, but you can transmute it into positive energy. I usually picture 
bad energy going outside, going into the ground, almost like a, a fertilizer or a mulch, and then it comes back out as like, you know, a, a bright white light, or I imagine it as growing as flowers. So I do, I, I change it a little bit. So changing energy is is more accurate than getting rid of it. See, I, to me, I almost view it like, almost like filtering like a, a cup of dirty water, you put it through the filter, and it's taking out those particulates. So I think mm -hmm. for me, it's, it's, it's almost like a filter. Actually, it's exactly that. Because when I have quartz, I see it as a spiritual HEPA filter that it takes in the negative energy and it puts out clean energy, um, but it's absorbing the negative. And I just trust that what the universe does with that energy is up to the universe, not up to me to take care of. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, the, the transmuting it, turning it into flowers or, you know, I'll say, I'll ask Archangel Michael, if I'm doing a house cleanse, please take these spirits to the light. Um, and I think in my mind, whatever they do with it after it's up to them. <laughs> um, so it's just two different techniques and both work just as well, just as long as you are not taking on that energy that is, that is not your job. You do not need to be a walking receptacle for spiritual junk. You're not, you're not a trash bag, my friends. You, you are a, a clear, bright, vibrant, spiritual being, and you should treat yourself with the same respect that you are, you know, treating these others and these objects that you are trying to help and clear. Mm -hmm. And listeners, if you've had any experiences at an antique store, um, definitely let us know on our Facebook group, join up. Uh, comment, let us know. Um, and again, I had that experience with, you know, being called to the antique store that I went to. We actually have um, one of our episodes in the last season, Tales of the Thrift. We had yes. someone who was drawn to a an antique fair and ended up having a lot of experiences, you know, at the at the location. So yeah, it's it's definitely again, if you've had any experiences with objects. Uh, anything at an antique store, let us know. If you need help from us in regards to cleansing an object that you might have or have inherited or purchased, um, definitely reach out anytime. Well, and you know, that's, I'm glad you mentioned the group because that's also a really great resource. We have some very um, well-educated and very spiritually strong members in our group that answer at probably as many questions as we do. Um, there's a lot of interplay. There's been um, a lot of photo sharing recently with anomalies, you know, so take some time, join the group. It's a really great community and it's growing every day. You know, we look forward to connecting with you there and it's probably the easiest way to connect with us. We do check our Twitter and our Instagram feeds, um, but so often, you know, those, those social medias get um, spammed up. So I, I don't think we check our PMs as much in the Twitter and Instagram, but the Facebook group, you know, we're both on pretty consistently. So that would be the quickest way or email us. This was a fun episode. I like this one. It was. Hey, souls and spirits. Thank you so much for joining us again. And until next time, may love and light surround you and your loved ones. Thank you for joining us today for our visit with spirit. We hope you enjoyed listening. If you have any questions or comments, or would like to be a guest on our show, email us at visitwithspirit at gmail.com or find us on social media. Until next time, 
May love and light surround you and come back again to visit with spirit.